0: For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. The Rochester City School District is planning drastic mid-year cuts by eliminating more than 200 district employees to close a multi-million dollar budget deficit. The plan includes laying off more than 150 teachers and it's all slated to happen right before the holidays. Layoff notices are expected to go out in the next few days for hundreds of Rochester City School District employees including teachers.
1: Five percent of teachers and staff at the Rochester City School District will be laid off in the coming weeks. Well, the Rochester City School District started handing out layoff notices today. District officials say more than 150 teachers will lose their
0: jobs. At job. the executive board meeting of the New York State AFL-CIO last week, the president of the New York State United Teachers, Andy Pallotta, told our board about the planned layoffs in Rochester. He asked for everyone's help, and one way we can do that is to get the word out. Out. Rochester Teachers Association President Adam Urbanski has a full plate right now but he's taken some time to join us on the phone from Rochester to let us know what's going on in his district and how we can help. So Adam, thank you very much and welcome to the Union Strong Podcast.
2: Thank you. Uh,
0: now I know there are cuts being planned midway through the school year which seems so extreme. How did that happen?
2: Um, I'm trying to decide whether it was uh, just incompetence or inexperience of the new superintendent here or just callousness towards the harm and the damage that mid-year cuts do, particularly to the students uh, when they have their teachers ripped away from them. Uh, around Christmas time. As a matter of fact, we've dubbed this uh, bill advised uh, strategy by our school district as the Christmas massacre, hmm. because so many people and so many lives uh, are being adversely affected by it.
0: And so how many teachers do you actually represent there in Rochester, Adam?
2: We represent about 3,500 teachers, uh And by teachers, I mean uh not just those who are in the classroom but school psychologists, social workers guidance counselors and and the like so we have thirty five hundred members we have about a ninety nine percent ratio of uh of of our workforce belonging choosing to belong to the union. Uh, even in these days of Janus. So we have, I think, a responsible, responsive, strong union, very much supported by the members. And now the community is joining in in this common cause that we have uh, with parents and our students.
0: Right. You've had a lot of support from the community, right? I mean, I think the students actually at one point, even walked out of the school in support.
1: Walking out in support of teachers losing their jobs. They're planning to protest tomorrow morning. On Friday, hundreds of teachers and staffers got word they're being laid off as the school district tries to dig its way out of a multi- Actually, uh,
2: more than one school, and uh, they have been walking out, the students and marching on central office. Uh, every single day for the last uh, week or more. And they are determined to continue to do that until we prevail in the struggle. I am very, very much in admiration of uh, the uh, awareness and the sophistication of our students. And I am really, really encouraged by the fact that their parents are raising their voices In a very eloquent and strong way all of that seems to be falling on the deaf ears of the board of education uh who is looking at the bottom line rather than at the horizon and who seems to put uh, adherence and compliance uh, uh with the budget uh, way above the human factor here, particularly vis-a-vis our students.
0: And you're, we're talking about like a it's a more than $60 million budget deficit, right?
2: Over two years, they're trying to close about a $64.8 million deficit, $30 million this year and another 34 or so next year. How they all of a sudden accrued such a huge deficit is beyond all of us. We just don't understand how at the beginning of the school year they said that they're flush, that they have a balanced budget. And then uh, within a week or two, they announced $64 million uh, gap. Uh, It just doesn't sound right. Uh, No, it doesn't. No. And so the... um, New York State controller is actually doing an audit and has not yet released it. The Federal uh, Security and Exchange Commission is doing an investigation to determine whether and what kind of fraud may have occurred. Hmm. So before any of that is uh, even known, in other words, before we know how they messed this up, they are rushing to rectify this deficit on the backs of uh, our students and their teachers.
0: Well, that's the one thing I wonder. I mean, how can one school district afford to lose as many as 150 teachers? I mean, where, what what do those teachers currently teach? Because they've gotten the notices that the people have been identified, right?
2: Yes, they have been identified uh, that pending a vote uh, tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, by the Board of Education, mm-hmm. as of January 30th, they would not have any uh, paychecks coming, and they would not have any health insurance coverage, and they would be essentially laid off from their positions. But 155 teachers in this round—they're—that's not the end of it. They are actually uh, projecting that they will be firing twice as many teachers oh. in June. Uh, I think that's more than our system can bear. I think that that would actually no longer guarantee a quality education to our students. And I think it may compel us to take a much stronger uh, set of actions to avert this.
0: Well, so, Adam, I mean, how even if you're talking about the 150, 155, that's got to mean there's going to be classes either closed or huge class sizes, right?
2: Well, yes, they would increase class sizes. They would they actually uh, began by eliminating some uh teacher positions that are out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Behavioral specialists, uh instructional coaches, uh intervention teachers and so forth. But yes, this will require increasing class sizes. This will require Uh, less access to non-mandated subjects uh, such as electives or foreign languages or even in the primary grades, uh, music, art, and physical education teachers. So there's no question that this will deteriorate the prospect for success in a district that is already struggling and towards the bottom in a state in academic performance.
0: And it all seems... Reckless, And I've heard you say that, speaking of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. Now, so you've got some teachers who were actually fired and then rehired. How how did that get into this?
2: Well, this is the craziness of it all. Uh, we told them uh, that because cause they wanted to do like a 5% cut across the board, which they didn't. But... They actually—they have a huge shortage of science teachers, of bilingual teachers, of special education teachers, of English language learner teachers, and yet they gave uh, layoff notices to those teachers as well. And and then all of a sudden, they—and uh, sometimes in the same day—they gave them a layoff notice and then a recall notice. Uh, But what they haven't done is they haven't made any cuts to speak of uh, in the bloated bureaucracy downtown. While they're uh, laying off 155 teachers, they eliminated only one position in the senior ranks of the district's uh, uh, administrative bureaucracy.
0: Well, that's interesting, isn't it? And I know uh, the school superintendent, Terry Dade, uh he's he's taking some heat from the community. He recorded a video apologizing for these layoffs to our staff
3: members and most importantly to our students and families directly impacted by these cuts. I am truly sorry that I could not wait until June to make these reductions. I know you did not cause the financial issues that we are facing, yet
2: you were shouldering the con Well first he recorded the video when when he came here and uh, when he was here in September. When he first started, he recorded a video to teachers saying there will be no layoffs of teachers uh, under my watch this year, certainly. And if there are any cuts, they will be as far away from the classroom as possible. And what has actually happened is precisely the opposite of what we've got on video Uh, him telling the teachers. So teachers are wondering whether or not they can believe anything that the superintendent says Mm -hmm. Uh, because he's the one who's even more determined than the Board of Education to make these cuts right away rather than to do it right. And he's the one who claims that his heart breaks when he hears the impact on the children and families. Uh, But he said, that cannot sway me. I have a job to do, to, to, to cut this. Now, we should, this is sort of a stark reminder to us that he started his career as a disciple of Michelle Rhee.
1: 2008 time featured D.C. Public Schools Chancellor Michelle Rhee on its cover, holding a broom as she fired hundreds of teachers working in the district's poorest schools. Rhee went on to resign in disgrace before investigators could link her to the widespread fraud and corruption at the charter schools she helped establish. And Michelle
2: Rhee, there was probably no stronger opponent, no more callous opponent of unions, and especially teacher unions, than the former chancellor in Washington, Mm D.C., Michelle Rhee, who was featured on the cover of Time magazine, sweeping out teachers with a broom, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, implying that teachers were garbage. Right. Maybe the true colors are showing. We hope not, but this is not a good start for the superintendent.
0: No, it certainly doesn't sound it. Now, the I, the Buffalo School District is recruiting teachers from Rochester. That's happening.
2: Buffalo, uh, uh, actually, they will be here. To, uh, they were here yesterday to recruit teachers, and so uh, and Syracuse is coming tomorrow, and. Uh, About a half a dozen other school districts from New York State are recruiting teachers here and most of them, not only recruiting, but hiring teachers on the spot because we have a shortage of teachers, including those teachers who are being laid off Mm -hmm. in Rochester. So while we absolutely are heartbroken about the fact that we're losing these 155 colleagues, We believe that the responsible thing for us to do is to also think about their futures and their employment. And so we have facilitated all of these recruitment opportunities for our colleagues.
0: Right, which is the right thing to do. I mean, you still don't, you know, what's not lost is that these people, they think they have their career there. They're going to have to maybe move. And then also the students and parents left behind in Rochester wondering, well, how do we get the, you know, the education that we deserve?
2: Yeah, I had the uh, responsibility to meet with uh, virtually all of them. I, I met with one couple, both husband and wife, uh, teachers in our district, and both laid off, okay. uh, just starting their family hmm. and uh, stranded by this irresponsible and sudden action on the part of uh, of, of our district. I've met with a teacher who just was uh, made aware of, of a series of advanced stage breast cancer and now will have no health insurance and no income. It, it's really heartbreaking what is happening. Children are crying for their teachers. Teachers are crying because they're being severed from their students. It's It's a very, very bad situation. And we're hoping that by showing up, Uh, In unprecedented numbers, tomorrow at the district headquarters at Central Office, 131 West Broad Street, at 4.30 for a rally, where we will be joined by our national president, uh, Randy Weingarten, the American Federation of Teachers president, and by our state officers, President uh, Andy Pallada and Vice Executive Vice President Jolene de Brango and our Treasurer Philippe Abraham will all be here along with busloads of teacher unionists from throughout the state. We are really touched by the solidarity and the support that we're getting.
0: Well, that's good. I'm really glad to hear that. When you describe those teachers faced with um, that extra stress, uh, the, the couple that's married, the the one with health issues, what do you say to mm-hmm. them, Adam?
2: I tell them that I see this uh, through the human lens and that I am so disappointed and frustrated and heartbroken that the, that their employer isn't looking at it that way. And I tell them that I consider them part of our union and part of our family, um, uh, even after the employer ousts them, and that we will be there to continue to support them in every way. Now, we have not given up on changing the minds of the Board of Education. And that's why we want uh, tomorrow's rally and board meeting to be well attended Mm -hmm. and to make yet another powerful push for delaying these cruel mid-year cuts.
0: Well, we'll do everything we can to get out the word about that as well. You know that you have the full support of the New York State AFL-CIO behind you too. Our public sector, private sector, and building trades unions will will all be on board and be supportive. You know, 100%. I did. I did want to just um, wrap too by asking you about. You've got some ideas at the local union on how to deal with the shortfall, right? And you've got either uh, maybe getting the legislature, the state legislature involved, or the, yeah, what are some the things other... that they, they can do?
2: Yeah, there are many reasons for postponing this action until June. Uh, if not, and even then, we don't know if it will be necessary. But if we, if the board could be persuaded to postpone it until June, then they would have time to identify some uh, budget reductions that are further away from our students and our classrooms. Would give uh, the district and us time to join the lobby for additional funding from the state it's called spin-up money which is sort of a, a loan an advance uh, mm-hmm. against future uh, aid and enti- entitlements so this is not unusual this is uh, this is pretty standard usually when you ask for it you get it you can repay it in an amortized way over five or ten years and this is why districts just simply don't uh, proceed with such disruptive mid-year cuts, hurtful cuts, uh, but our district, under this new and inexperienced superintendent who seems to be insensitive to the pain caused to all around, especially the children, is trying to, to do We're we, We're getting support from our legislators, from local legislative um, delegation. We know we have support of organized labor in Albany and at nice to support us in this. We think we can prevail. The, the legislature is now in recess, and so there's no one to approach, they don't um, resume uh, the legislative work until the first week in January. So that is our alternative proposal, postpone everything until June and let's roll up our sleeves and work together to get the additional funding, whether through a loan or through a grant. Uh, so that we can avoid this hurtful predicament.
0: Well, that sounds hopeful, at least, Adam. And I know that our president, uh, Mario Salento, has been in contact with the president of NICE at Andy Pallana, and um, mm-hmm. and and we'll do everything that we can to um, avoid these layoffs as well on our end. So we just want to, um, you know, wish you the best of luck, and, and please let us know uh, ways we can help, and certainly we'll do it through this podcast, and our digital director, Kevin Einsman who is on the line, he's going to be pushing everything out on social media. We're going to make sure that's a jam-packed meeting for you on Thursday at that board meeting.
2: And thank you so much to the New York State AFL-CAO for your uh, strong solidarity with us.
0: All right, Adam, take care. Okay. Bye. It's not just teachers on the chopping block. There are other jobs included in these layoffs. Angie Rivera is the president of the Rochester Association of Paraprofessionals in the district where these layoffs are being planned. And Angie joins us on the phone from Rochester. Angie, welcome to the Union Strong podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on. How many paraprofessionals are facing losing their jobs as a result of what's going on there in Rochester? Well,
3: the last number that I have from last week is twenty-two. para professionals mostly uh, pre-k paras um break paras and um para professionals that are not directly in the, in the classroom like for example um para professionals in a computer lab so we uh, so far we have 22 uh, projected later for so, uh, our units.
0: And um, so are they with? If, if they actually are laid off, what is that going to mean to those pre-K classes and those computer labs?
3: So we, if, if this laid off go on and it happens, these part of professionals uh, are going to be, you know, missed in the classroom. The, the classroom, you know, they are in the classroom supporting, you know, instruction, su- supporting the uh, behavior, supporting uh, hygiene, safety for our students. So when they come back in January, this classroom are going to be, you know, left without the extra support.
0: And what are you hearing from the parents in the district of these kids that will be impacted by this?
3: So many of the parents are really, really upset. And I know we talk a lot about, you know, about the teachers, you know, in the classroom. Sometimes they forget about this, the the. the support the paraprofessionals, Mm -hmm. but some of the parents are really upset because these paraprofessionals, they are with the students all day, you know, so they're not going to have that support. They have connection with the student. They really get to know September to December. They know the student. They know the needs. So we have some parents very concerned, very sad that these paraprofessionals are taking from the classroom.
0: So you've got really a school district that's in turmoil. You've got these teachers going to be laid off, these paraprofessionals who are going to be laid off. Parents sound like they're outraged. Students don't know what to think of what's happening. What is your take on all of this as to could this have been avoided? I mean, how did how do we get to this place?
3: I do believe the the district, you know, miscalculated about uh, the budget. These cut could be avoided if they do, you know, if they cut from the top. We understand, we all of us understand that there is a need for to balance the budget, but cutting from the classroom, cutting from teachers, cutting from uh, support staff, being uh, paraprofessionals or being clerical or being as SSOs, it is not, it is not the answer. We need to keep, you know, all these cuts you know, away from the classroom, because Mm -hmm. we are the ones that are there trying to instruct, trying to make, uh, you know, the students safe. We are the ones that, so I do believe that there's other ways that that the district could avoid these cuts. They need to look harder. And also, they need to really, really look into um, Albany, get more funding for the schools. And I do believe that, that that venue has not been exhausted.
0: So let me ask you this. I mean, there's, you know, we talk about these numbers, but we're talking about real people here who I'm um, sure are living paycheck to paycheck, and now you're faced with something this stressful, this awful of losing your job and that connection to your students. Um, what what are you dealing with on a day-to-day basis of these folks coming into your office and, and telling you of, you know, what this is going to mean to them for their for their livelihood? Well,
3: right now, I have many of the members that, are being a uh, project that will be laid off at the end of December, and I, in particular, I have a, a, one of my members. She is, you know, um, she is um, going in maternity leave pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So she is very concerned about. She's not going to have a job coming back, you know. She's laid off, so she is worried about health insurance. She's worried about, you know, um, her family. You know, it's in middle of the year. Not only that, is is the, you know, the Winter recess it's the holidays, so right mm-hmm. now she's going home with these worries. It's very stressful. I, but I she knows that she's gone and mm-hmm. she's not coming back to her classroom. Have there
0: it been is, have there been any other districts that have reached out, able to offer jobs to these uh, to the folks that you represent?
3: Actually, yes, uh, Syracuse, um, you know, um, school district reached out for, to us, but they really are in a, with a shortage of teaching assistants. So we, the people that have been laid off are the teachers' aid in my district, so they are not certified, so we, they could not help with that. But there's other, you know, we gave them, gave them, uh, you know, they came to the meeting. We gave them some of the places that we're looking for for uh, teachers' aid, like BOCES, GREE. So uh, we gave them some kind of hope that if they are looking for a job, and these cuts, I'm hoping that they do not happen, but if this cuts are reality, they can... Have a district nearby that that um that were able to help them,
0: and there is hope, um, Angie. I know. So, and you even said yourself, there's other ways to address this. So, I'm sure that you guys have these ideas that you're going to present at this board meeting on Thursday. What is it that, that the main message you'll be trying to get across at that meeting?
3: The main message is that they need to make do cuts. They need to balance the budget in a different way. That cutting cutting, um, you know, jobs. I know that we, for example, that we have the healthy rewards, uh, you know, that they can use that money, you know, to save jobs.
0: Well, Angie, I just want to say thank you for taking the time because I know you have so much on your plate, uh, right now. There's just so much going on. Thank you
3: for having us. And again, we encourage everyone to come out to the rally and to come out and, uh, make sure that they send a strong message to our district that cutting stuff right now is not the best um,
0: decision. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angie. Take care. Have a great day. Joining me on the podcast is our digital director, Kevin Eitzman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. Boy, this is something going on out there in Rochester, huh?
1: I'm pissed. I mean, if this doesn't get you fired up, uh, laying off people right before Christmas and uh, being this, you know, as Adam said, incompetent um, is is absolutely disgusting. So, yeah. And
0: there's a lot of different ways people can get involved. Um, c- tell us what we can do to help.
1: So we're working with the Rochester Area Labor Federation and the Rochester Teachers Association and the paraprofessionals to have a joint um, letter. You can sign a letter to the uh, the school board. All those are being delivered right away, so they'll get them before the meeting. And then the other thing you can do is join us at the rally. So this podcast is is hitting on Wednesday. Uh, we want to get all the information out there. We're going to be sending it by text message, on social media, uh, via email, everything. And if you're in the Rochester area, make sure you get to the meeting. Make sure there's a, a loud union voice in support of the teachers and the paraprofessionals, and really the children.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget, if you can't get there, there's other ways that you can help, and we're going to make that as easy as possible. And then we'll also keep posting um, updates, so um, definitely follow us. Maybe just remind people of our Twitter handle. and
1: Yep, at New York State afl so it's at NYS AFL-CIO. Same on Instagram, at NYS AFL-CIO, and Facebook, Great. NYS <laughs> AFL-CIO.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary-treasurer is Terry Melvin.